right, guys. Today I'm chatting with my main man, the New Zealand Kiwi. Uh, Chris is his name, as seen in the 4-Hour Body, the New Yorker, owner of Athletic Greens, one of the only supplements I use. Chris, my man, how you doing today? Mate, Clark, thank you so much for having me on. It is a privilege and honor to be here. I mean, really, when I say one of the only supplements I use, I mean, this stuff, I, I carry it everywhere. Uh, it comes in these little travel packs now, so I'm giving it to people. Athletic Greens is uh, the bee's knees, so thank you for that, my man. Oh, man, I'm stoked to have you on the team, dude. Thank you for your loyalty. Yeah, I mean, uh, I normally don't really endorse too many supplements on the air and you know i get contacted a lot by people of course if you have a health audience um and then i'll I'll take their stuff and it doesn't necessarily feel the best or, or feel great or i can't really feel anything but with athletic greens uh wham you know so so that's good but before we get into an infomercial uh, <laughs> <laughs> whew, clearly to come up with a product like that you have to be a pretty passionate healthy dude um such as yourself. So were you always kind of the health nut who's sitting in a lab formulating green supplements for people or, or how'd you kind uh, of? Uh, mate, I've, I've always been, I've always had a focus on health. I wanted to be Bruce Lee as a teenager and that kind of led to a pretty dynamic uh, high school period. And when I left my last year of high school, I, I left high school, I went to university to study a Bachelor of Science for Sports and Exercise Science at the University of Auckland. And my sister brought me a book called Optimum Sports Nutrition by a guy called Michael Colgan, who ended up leading me totally astray. But it was sort of, it, it very much became the passion, the health and fitness became the passion. But it was never the mo- the driving, uh, mate, put it this way, it was never the fundamental driver of my life from a business and financial standpoint beyond about two or three years of working as a coach and trainer until after. I got really, really uh, unhealthy, fat, sick, miserable, Hmm. um, and that caused me to sort of question a lot of my assumptions and ultimately led to the formation of Athletic Greens and a few other bits and pieces. So you were interested in this kind of as a hobby, you know, you digged all the information, you pursued it in university, and then what happened? You got got sick and fat? Well, Matt, I I mean, I I pursued in university, I became a trainer, I did a lot of consulting, I worked um, as a nutritionist, and back in those days, a lot of that displacement providing people with the myoplex orders that they wanted to because that's all they ever wanted um and no man like and i always kept my hand in it. i always kept a couple of clients i always kept a couple of guinea pigs even when i realized that being a, a coach directly was not my passion and uh, i moved on and i did other business stuff played sport at a pretty good level and ended up getting really 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 sick and i couldn't understand it i was doing the 90 10 rule i was um eating you know what i thought was perfectly perfectly well 90% of the time and 10% of the time kind of eating what I wanted to and surely that was that was working and it wasn't man I ended up getting mm. very sick and uh, unhealthy and the, that process shook the foundation to its core of of uh, what was health and ultimately led me to the paleo diet and led me to uh, athletic greens as well to formulating it something that would really help me step up the level of my sort of health and daily happiness Okay, so how long have you been doing this uh, paleo nutrition athletic greens combo for? Mate, I was I went paleo and what at the time was referred to a buddy of mine cured himself of Crohn's in two thousand and three, um, largely eating what he was referring to as the caveman diet. I basically nice. adopt I basically adopted it at that point in time. And if if you couldn't uh, hunt it down, pull it out of the ground, or pull it off a tree, I didn't eat it other than that ten percent. 
And ultimately, man, that 10% got me very, very sick. So hmm. uh, that, that was like the paleo path and sort of pure, pure paleo without that 10% difference from late 2009 uh, onwards. Okay. So you, you're, you're going on like five years now. Yeah, man. Um, and it's, it's a, it, it is a life changer, man. It is obviously a big changer. And now the main, the main nemesis for me is, is sleep. Oh. The, the last frontier. I see. I see. And so um, for everyone out there listening who maybe this is their first ever call in a health podcast or nutrition podcast, how would you kind of sum up your nutritional approach for them in kind of layman's terms? Uh, mate, I'm, I'm very uh, – so my, my layman's terms would be I recommend everyone undergo a 30 to 60-day sort of body reset where they – effectively remove from their diet, regardless of where they currently sit in health, they remove from their diet many of the toxins that we regularly eat that we sort of consider fine. And then some of the maybe okay foods that we also eat and think are fine but may not be fine. And over the course of this process, uh, which is basically an elimination for, for a period of time, you tend to feel better, you tend to get your energy up, you find your digestion improves. Uh, your sleep will improve. Your typical body composition changes are very, very positive. And then at the end of that process, you just add back in a limited number of uh, some of the maybe problematic foods and, and fundamentally avoid the the high toxin foods for either 100% or 90% of the time depending on how you react to them. And by high toxin foods, I'm referring to grains and cereals, uh, the bulk of the legumes for most people. Um, refined uh, vegetable oils for everyone and refined sugar uh, for everyone and the bulk of dairy products for most people. And okay. That's pretty, pretty much it. Sounds pretty like the caveman diet, yeah. Dude, it's, it's, it's caveman with food added in if you tolerate it and feel amazing on it, right? So. <laughs> okay, man. Well, you know, when people are getting into nutrition, clearly like yourself in, in college and you're reading all these books that might lead you astray, I mean, there's a lot of misinformation and, and misconceptions out there. So when you were kind of discovering uh, the rabbit hole of the caveman diet and going down it, and then you started seeing changes in yourself, looking back, what do you think is kind of like the biggest misconception floating out there about kind of health and nutrition? Uh, mate, I think the once people understand that it all starts in your gut and making sure your gut is healthy, I think people kind of get that from... The, the probiotics, or we need probiotics kind of yeah. idea. They may not get it from the gut integrity idea. I think that's kind of hard and science is making it a little bit hard to really narrow down just really what is happening. But um, I think getting, getting, your, getting your head around, look, you, some of these foods that you're eating, even if you don't feel anything, can be seriously messing up your life. Uh, and all, all we kind of suggest is you take them out for a, a decent period of time and what we think will happen is that your gut will heal, your, your body's inflammation will chill out, your immune system will chill out, and you'll feel a lot better. And if you feel a lot better, keep going. And if you don't, don't. And I think the biggest misconception once people are willing to try that is um, that is largely uh, macronutrient agnostic. Like don't, don't get too flipped out mm. on how much fat, how much protein, how many carbs. It just chase food quality at the beginning level. And if you want to take it to the next level, you look at uh, fueling for activity requirements and a tolerance. And that, that's kind of where I see the, the bulk of people getting really confused. It's, it's just thinking the caveman approach or paleo approach is, is locked in stone and always means high fat, zero, zero carb or some format like that. I, I mean, 
it, it doesn't. If you're 400 pounds and you should be closer to 150 and all you're eating is uh, sugary crap the whole time, you're probably going to have to go very much the low-carb route for an extended period because you're broken, uh, but it's not necessarily the case for everyone, right? Hmm. Yeah, going back to your point on, on the gut health too, I mean, uh, that's definitely one floating on around out there is people say, oh, dairy doesn't bother me, I don't get inflamed or whatever, but they don't realize that some of their skin problems or maybe their dandruff or maybe their uh, rosacea or whatever you want to go with, poor sleep, could be linked to something and it's just manifesting in a different symptom. So when you uh, bring up like yourself and people, they get so caught up on macronutrients and no, it's really about what works best for you as an individual versus what some book says set in stone 30, 30, 10, whatever. Uh, and you, you got to fine tune it and tweak it. So I think that's a definitely a valid misconception out there. Oh, man, I think that I understand that we're all different is pretty important. I think also like really getting the gripper, like you said it perfectly, mate, is getting, the, getting your head around the fact that you might stop eating it and you don't instantly feel different. Uh, but that doesn't mean that uh, this, this food that you're eating is, is not, in fact, hurting you. I think the other thing with the whole gut integrity as well is people understanding that um, if your gut's not working really, really well, you may be getting particles passing into your body that are causing your body to react in ways that, that we're really not, we're not really designed to. Um, basically, assessing certain proteins as invaders when really they're friends, allowing larger intact proteins to enter the body when typically they wouldn't. And also, mate, stopping that inflammatory process and also potential damage to the gut lining, stopping uh, the absorption of sort of essential nutrients from the so-called good food that you are eating. Yeah. Uh, which is how like I ended up, mate, and I, like, I was eating so well, I ended up spending a staggering amount of money on testing. Hmm. Just staggering. And they came back to me and they said, hey, Mr. Kiwi guy, um, do you eat vegetables? And I was like, you ought to be shitting me. Like half a plate every meal is, uh, is vegetables. And they said, I said, why? And they said, your selenium is in the two percentile, two, two percentile. And that's, and, and mate, obviously fixing a little bit of selenium, I started to feel better pretty dramatically. But then they then asked me, do you eat animal products at all? And I, and I asked, well, and they said, you know, your aminos, especially glutamine, are down around like the 12, 15 percentile. Mm. And I couldn't believe it. And uh, like I said, I'd eat like half a cow a day. So that's the old 90, 10, and the 10 uh, was content was basically causing um, excessive gut permeability, and as a host of a host of subsequent like, like I was very inflamed. I had some viruses I couldn't kick. Yeah, but I I literally wasn't absorbing a lot of the nutrients I was putting in my mouth, and it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, twenty percent of what you were eating was giving you eighty percent of your problems, and uh, no, the other eighty percent, half of it wasn't getting. You can put it in your mouth, and it's not necessarily in your body. Um, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? It's, it's in the donut, but it's in the middle of the donut. Right. Of- right. No, for sure. And, and I think a lot of people, uh, with that, they think they are what they eat. And that's a common one floating out around there. You know, you are what you eat. Every book says it. it's like the gospel, treat others. You want to be treated. And right next to it, you are what you eat. But uh, clearly, you know, talking in shows like this, everyone always says, you're not what you eat. You're what you eat and absorb. You got to digest it and absorb it. Otherwise, it's just going in one end and literally straight down out the other. Yeah, um, it, it, exactly right. And mate, it, whether people have uh, diarrhea as a symptom or, or constipation as a symptom of, of gut upset, 
uh, either way or even no symptom like that, uh, you, you just don't really know. Um, it's just the thing that's annoying. So, so clearly for you, then, you know, with some gut issues and that nasty 10% that was uh, killing you and giving you all these health problems, did you do anything else to really, like, heal and repair the gut? Well, mate, um, at the clinic I went to, they weren't really uh, paleo. And I got tested for, at the time, every test they had for um, any gluten reactions uh-huh. and came up negative. And I've since come up negative in all of them, which is interesting. But they did an elimination approach for a month. And then they gave me a customized my biochemistry hundred dollar a day supplement regime, wow, um, which I stuck to for like two or three months because I was at that stage I was just desperate to feel better. Yeah, and I definitely did feel a little bit better. But they said you can now add in these other foods, and it wasn't nearly as methodical uh, nor long enough to actually deliver the gut healing results that I needed. So while I was chugging through all those stupid bloody pills a day, I had. Fluorescent urine, uh, which I learned a bit more about later. <laughs> just yeah, non-stop. all the vitamins and stuff. Yeah, yeah. this just saturation of water-soluble vitamins, right, like in seconds. And, um, mate, I, I just started reading, and I really, really read. And set, I um, ended up discovering Rob Wolf and ultimately became friends with Rob Wolf. Um, and, like, a lot of his teaching just really made more sense about the whole – you know, the moderation, uh, sometimes, you know, everything in moderation, including moderation, as that saying goes. And that was the case for me with, with wheat, man. And uh, once the wheat was eliminated completely, uh, I, I moved looking, okay, here are these supplements that are helping me sort of go from okay to feeling good. Uh-huh. There must be a better way. And it was that looking for a better way that ultimately led to the creation of Athletic Greens and ultimately led to me deciding to pursue uh, a whole new path in my life, which was helping promote this lifestyle and and this product. Hundred, it's been fun. It's, it's been fun, man. Hundred dollars a day. Hundred dollars a month. Was it a day or a month? Oh, a day. Oh, a day. I, I, only, I only did it. For, I only did it for three months, man. And the catalyst that end, that ended that process is I had a two month supply, and these are all in like individually sealed plastic bags, like let's say like pre breakfast, breakfast, yeah. lunch, or whatever. And I flew into Mexico with a buddy, and we flew into Puerto Vallarta. And, oh, no, they and, uh, <laughs> and I walked through, and you can push the button, and it's like uh, red. Red, they're going to put you through the x-ray, and green, um, you can just go through. And it went red, oh, so they x-rayed it. Yeah. And, mate, these guys thought their Christmases had come at once. And oh, man. They thought it was some massive drug dealer because everything was out of its labeling. And my friend there, Tim, was just pissing himself laughing and – Ultimately, we kept moving up the supervisor rankings till I got the area manager for Aspen Mexican <laughs> Customs turned up. And I ultimately, I, I, I had the list of ingredients, but they were out of its individual packaging. I was saying, who brings drugs into Mexico? Yeah. And, uh, made, uh, and I just kept saying that until they finally just went, this guy's an idiot. Oh, man. Leave. And that, and that was the end catalyst. I stopped doing that and went looking for whole food source yeah. nutrition. <laughs> Like two days later, too, I bet. I mean, that stuff takes forever. Oh, my gosh. $100 a day. So what kind of – I'm just so curious on that. What kind of supplements were you, were you taking? Mate, they were taking a restricted range of typically pharmacy-only uh, supplements, but it was, it was everything. So everything that my body – so I tested at the beginning. I did one-month elimination. I went back after six weeks. I did a lot of IV treatments to try to kill the viruses I had, which are very common viruses, but they were just kicking my ass because my immune system was whacked. And – um, ultimately, uh, they, when they retested the second round, yeah. they then adjusted to my what was still deficient, 
Um, they then gave me sort of that amount to kind of top me up. And I definitely feel better. I definitely did feel better. I just didn't feel amazingly better. And it was a very interesting process. And uh, it was, I mean, it was staggeringly expensive, but the whole point that, that their clinic was was run on, and they were very nice to me, man. I'm never going to bag them or drag them in the dirt, but um, was that, you know, this is customized to you. But um, it wasn't in food ratios. They weren't food-sourced ingredients. And the end result was you just have very expensive urine is, is ultimately what I, what I learned. And I did better when I moved away from that and went looking for the 90-10 went out the window and it became – a hundred with the reintroduction of some other some other products and uh, sorry some other uh, some other foodstuffs as I learned what I tolerated and what I didn't and how much I could tolerate and ultimately uh, looking for okay who's got the whole food thing going on because it's the concentrated whole foods it's the idea it's been like we were discussing earlier mate like for me this whole idea and I think everyone on this is going to get it you should get your food and your nutrition from nutrient dense whole foods there's none of this refined processed crap. Right. You go looking for something that, you know, many, many, many generations ago, they would have said that that looks and smells pretty good. And uh, you do that. And then if you're sitting there going, well, with modern lifestyle, maybe some stresses, maybe some lack of sleep, maybe too much computer time, um, maybe a lack of vitamin D. Like if you're going to look to top up what may or may not be missing, if you're going to look to supercharge yourself in any format, then why would you try – if you know that – whole natural foods is, is the key, then why would you try to top up with something that's synthetic or isolated? It's not, it's not the way we evolved to do things. You need to go looking for your nutrition from foods. You want whole food sourced, food ratios, and you want it all to be as bioavailable as possible. And that, and that was a long journey for me. Obviously, it was pretty expensive. And uh, when I started pursuing the Athletic Greens route, I ended up raising a lot of money to help me in that process. And I'm not the brain, man. I'm I'm, I'm too stupid to figure all this stuff out. I, I, I paid some very smart naturopaths and medical researchers and PhDs and a couple of interesting doctors um, who are heavy into this stuff to, to really help me with, uh, with the formulation and the creation of uh, what ultimately became sort of my, my lifeblood now. Mm. I think it's fun too. I mean, you know, we said whole natural foods, get them from whole natural foods, but let's face it, it's kind of fun to go trying uh supplements and it's almost like you're you're gambling almost i remember back in the height of of my supplement experimentation i'd go to the store and you know i'd research one online and i find one on in the store and look at it and say okay i hope this one's the winner i hope this is the lottery ticket right here that cures every single health problem and is the, the magic, the magic pill. bullet <laughs> yeah totally and I, I people get caught up in that i see it time and time again i did and you spend all this money on some supplements and you realize they're not necessarily working because when you stop taking them, <laughs> you look the same or, or you feel the same, sometimes even better. Right. I, I, yeah. Uh, but it, yeah, I think so many people and it's a human, mate, it's human nature to go looking for the, the quick fix, the instant gratification. I remember I wrote, it, I wrote a post for our, our readers called New Fat Loss Pill. And I basically said, we've come out with the hottest thing, guaranteed results, and then click here to read about it. And basically, yeah. the entire post was the, the, the pill, the pill that you didn't want to swallow, actually, was basically the was, was responsibility and realizing there, is no, there are no shortcuts. And, mate, um, most people were positive, but I got some very aggressive uh, fan mail you know, with wow. plenty of F words in there um, for people saying, where the fuck is my pill? And I was like, dude, there is no pill. That was the point. And that's when I realized I'd, I'd made it, man. I'd made it as a writer. Um, 
when, when I got that email. Yeah, when you get 50 letters with F-bombs and I'm asking for the pill that you didn't put in the article. Yeah. It doesn't exist. Man, you know, I, that, yeah, that's true. And I think peop, those same people, what's funny about it, I can just see them now, the same people emailing you about, you know, where the hell is my magic pill, have emailed like seven other blogs saying, oh, this pill didn't work. And, you know, what did the last pill do for you? And then the one before that, and then the one before that. And it's the same same pattern over and over again. Yeah, well, I mean, it's the, it's the New Year's resolution crowd, right? I mean, uh, the customers that come to us in January, uh, and I'm sure you're the same with any of the coaching stuff you do, the ones that come in January, uh, for what, a, a far lower proportion of them are likely to stick with the, with the program than the guys that come to you in you know, October or November, man. Um, right. It's just because what, what's driving them isn't a huge why about why they need to change their life. It's, it's the instant gratification and their New Year's resolution. It's uh, a different beast, man. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, that's perfect. I, I think you hit it. It's kind of uh, motivation versus uh, inspiration. I always, I always view motivation as more uh, short term and more definitely like, like, like physical. And you see someone who's ripped with a six pack running on a beach and you get that image in your head and boom, you're Rambo for the next week. But then you fall off because let's face it, some ice cream tastes really good. And that versus like the inspiration is realizing, Oh man, I'm inspired now hearing Chris's gut story and how he, you know, that 10% was really messing them up. Now I can't take that ice cream or whatever it is. You have a bigger overarching longer term uh, reason to do something. Yeah. I mean, I think actually think one of the best things that people can, can do is associate that. Why? And obviously it's, I think the biggest driver of action and commitment is normally dissatisfaction. Um, Just getting so unhappy about something that, that you just want to do whatever to fix it. And, that for me, obviously, was just a lack of health and getting sick all the time and having, you know, six courses of uh, antibiotics in the in the sort of the in the nine months prior to actually ending up in that clinic. Which, I mean, I've only had antibiotics once since, and they were given to me uh, in an operation I had for an old leg injury. Like they, were, like literally, like I went from multiple upper respiratory infections a year. Hmm. My nickname was the Black Lung with my buddies because I'd get off the plane and go on holiday, and I'd come down <laughs> sick, right, and. Uh, to like just doesn't happen anymore but it didn't happen overnight that was a very long process and I had to take out uh, my absolute favorite foods number one being pizza man Um, thin crust pizza is still the well no longer the nemesis but was the the first thing on the weekly cheat meal it was you know an 18 inch thin crust crust pizza that puppy was gone in 10 minutes it's I don't miss it now man but it had to go it had to go for an extended period of time for many people 30 days, in fact, of elimination may, may just not be long enough. It might be 60 or 90, and that is a very tough, uh, as magic bullets go, that's a pretty tough pill to swallow. Like, Yeah, especially when, again, their motivation is the wedding dress they want to fit into or the, the beach run they want to get into. And, and yeah, that's physical, and we want more mental, but we can have both. I'm not bashing the people who want to get in shape to look good. I think that's a very, very important uh, aspects and and some people will get on calls and say, "Chris, you shouldn't care how you look, and Clark, you shouldn't care how you look. You should just care how you feel." And and they'll go on this soapbox of almost bashing people, wanting the results and wanting to look good. But ultimately, that's an important part as well. But mate, I, I feel good when I look good. I'm just being completely honest. It's yeah. just 
And it's interesting the comment you made, and I'm sure you found it's the same with the people you've worked with. Is all right if you get someone in and they want to look amazing in a wedding dress, and you want to sell them health, but they want to buy a body transformation. Yep. Then typically for those people, I give them if they're really hungry for that crazy fat loss, then I give them a, a 30 day very intense, um, low carb, pretty high fat, and basically a low carb paleo version mm. and. Heavy, 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 heavy on the enforcement. There's no, there's no cheat meal. Cheat meal's not on site till day 30. And when they're working directly with me, I stage them in with some, uh, you know, pretty good progression of, of, of weight and circuit training. And that result that they get and how they look different is typically a catalyst for many of them to then continue down the path towards this healthy lifestyle because they've got that gratification. And it wasn't instant. It was over 30 days but they look better, and I've never once had a client, especially a female client, but males as well, but especially a female client, who hasn't changed the way she looks even a little bit, 5 or 10%, and uh, hasn't been astounded, like just completely different person. Once you get them down to that sort of they look like a healthy person if they never have before, Yep. Uh, mate, there's not one of them that has not been happier as a result. They it has a, never happened. They get addicted. They get this newfound confidence. And, and you see it every time with weight loss and even extreme weight losses and their whole families like just gawking over them when they do the reveal and the pants before and after. But I think I think that's cool that you are able to capitalize on people's, you know, their very short attention span, right? 30 days it's short enough to where someone can stick with it, but not long enough to where you want to give up, throw it away. And you can still see some results in 30 days. You can lose a lot of weight and look really good after 30 days. So maybe if people out there right now are kind of feeling inspired or something, they should look up some 30 day challenges. Do you have any favorites right off the bat that that you kind of put people through? Man, I have my own favorite. Um, which I titled Food for Fat Loss. Our, our customers get a revamped version called the Complete 30-Day Fat Loss Plan, but um, they just tracked down a post I wrote called Food for Fat Loss. It's, it's my take on how to explain very simply uh, low-carb paleo without calling it paleo because um, much as everyone on this podcast, I'm sure, loves that name, there are plenty of people out there that, 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 that you know, walk away. So You should call it the, the black lungs. Yeah, the, the anti-black lung. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the the sexy beach goddess, um, mate. Yeah, that, that's if they can jump in and, and do it and just really get after it for thirty days, I, it seems to work well. I know some other guys work well with um, getting them on that seven, like every seven day, the cheat day. In my experience, um, that is a great thing for long term compliance, but they may not get the results in the first thirty, sixty, ninety days. And if they're like me, and that ten percent is actually the the thing that's doing all the damage. They may never get results. So I, the biggest change in my eating format as a coach uh, was the elimination of the cheat meal um, once a week um, until they've crossed that 30, 60, 90 day threshold and the elimination of uh, any wheat-based product for life. Hmm. And th- those are the two biggest differences and official recommendations change, but that's pretty much it. Okay. And you mentioned something a while ago that I want to bring back. It was the fact when we were talking about supplements – People seem to want to uh, buy health. You know, they don't want to put in, for whatever reason, it's harder to put in uh, the 30, the 60 days than it is to spend $20 on a product or $20 on a pill. 
And that's kind of where the supplement industry capitalizes on. And one thing I really love about uh, your product in Athletic Greens is that it seems more nutritional insurance that you do every day. It's not one of those products that you buy and, and you're expecting to get like 50 pounds of weight loss for and then you're pissed when it doesn't work. No, man. I mean, like, obviously, like, I have a problem with the bulk of the supplement industry. I'm in the supplement industry. I, I obviously own, um, you know, a supplement company. It's, it's what I do every day. It's how I pay the bills, keep the lights on, etc. But I'm not going to lie to anyone. And you hit it right on the head. Look, that you food is first, and if you have a limited budget, spend it all on your food. Don't don't go running to any supplement company marketing hoopla. Um, if you want to give yourself some nutritional insurance. I promote our product. We're at the premium end, obviously, of the scale. I'm very biased. I'm the wrong guy to ask, um, you know, what product you should be taking. But yeah, man, food is first. And if you're gonna, if you subsequently want to do anything, look for something food sourced and, and in food ratios. I think it's it's very very important that you keep your eyes on the prize. That we have not been able to outguess or beat nature yet, not even close. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're biased. It'd be kind of awkward if someone came to you asking, <laughs> well, <laughs> man, hey, hey, Chris, what, what supplement should I take? Oh man. I don't know. You can try mine, but I, I don't really believe in the stuff. It kind of yeah. sucks. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it, it wouldn't happen. So, um, supplements yeah, are kind of like politics in a way, and politicians are like supplement companies. I mean, there's some really bad ones who are in it for the wrong reasons and but put out a great PR campaign and look really good, and you know they're just they don't work and they're skeezy, whatever. But then there's a few that are really in there for the right reasons, trying to make a difference, and so. Uh, some of those products are the ones you got to sift through and find, but the, the hard work, I guess, is sifting through the BS out there and, you know, the studies that aren't really studies and, and all that jazz. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people unfortunately get there. What is, what is current sort of science news from the main media and they, they don't typically report, um, scientific studies accurately, nor consider the, the merits of the study itself. And then I think, unfortunately, there are a lot, lot of marketing sharks that are attracted to the supplement industry because it is possible to um, create a product, put very little into it, um, and end up with staggering margins, just, just scary staggering margins, and then just hype people up through marketing hoopla, and they'll take it, feel nothing, but it's too late. They've, they've made their money, and there's so many of those people around that every now and again, the FTC comes and starts to clean clock, and... Um, I think that those guys give the supplement industry a bad name, and it's very hard to beat those guys because they're typically the best marketing guys. Yeah. And then there's the other guys who aren't selling health at all, man. They're selling. They're trying to sell that body transformation, and I get pretty annoyed at a lot of those guys who are pretty heavy in, say, bodybuilding magazines or some of the mainstream guys, and they've got just artificial food colorings, artificial flavorings. They've got ingredients in there that can give you, um, you know, some some long term. They're not good. They're not healthy. Right. And long term, like you wouldn't give them to your grandmother in a million years and that they're touting them as, as this is health and you need to take this. It's like the old idea of you need to eat protein, like 30 grams of protein every two hours and yeah. or else you're going to immediately shrink and disappear. I mean, who, who sold that one, man? Um, <laughs> or every, everyone needs the same amount of protein regardless if, if you're 110 or, or 210, you need whatever, one to two grams per uh, KG or whatever, but that's so true. They're selling their transformation, and a lot of people look at them and they're like, "That dude uses uh, the cookies and cream protein powder, so I'm going to get it." And it tastes good, so they don't really know if it's not working. Um, 
And a lot of those synthetic ones, they have a, I don't know, for whatever reason, they have all those synthetic chemicals, so they taste different. I don't know. I don't want to say better, but they they're more palatable than the natural ones. Like the, the thicker, creamier, sweeter. Right. Right. But why is it thicker, creamier, and sweeter? Yeah, it's, it's like it's, a dessert. So who wouldn't want that? Yeah, that's right. And man, unfortunately, those guys are always going to be there. I think a lot of people will always jump in there. And I think the type of the type of listening that you receive on, on this podcast and um, is going to is looking for more education over time. And they're, they're obviously going to end up in a position where they learn to read a label. Um, they learn to go with how their body feels on something. And hopefully they chase that nutrient density and, you know, keep it, keep it as close to nature as possible. I know we've been hitting on athletic greens and clearly I use it. You use it. Um, <laughs> Happy to change the subject, man. I know you didn't want to do an infomercial. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I love this stuff. This is, this is great. I, well, I really wanted to nail down, I know it's an infomercial, but it's really something um, I believe in and you believe in, and, and it's great. So what's kind of the ingredients or the, the aim behind Athletic Greens? Well, mate, I mean, obviously from a – you have your micronutrients, right? Your, your minerals, your, your vitamins, they're pretty integral, and the vast majority of – of, of sort of chemical reactions in your body, um, a substrate base, and they require some element of, of potentially a vitamin and mineral vault. Making sure you are not deficient in any of those is pretty important. Very few people who eat a paleo diet for an extended period of time will be clinically deficient in one of those. Many, 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 many people who eat the standard American diet uh, will be and are clinically deficient in multiple of those. And unfortunately, my definition of clinically deficient is very different from the we are comparing you to every fatty at Walmart, which is unfortunately is the yeah. current bell curve. And when they say you're in the normal range, go to Walmart, look at all those people, say this person is the average person at Walmart and their blood work is okay in the eyes of the medical community and it's not okay with me. You want to look at a population of very athletic, high energy, high, high happiness people, get all their blood work. And then say, how am I looking compared to those guys? So I think understanding that those micronutrients are very, very important, um, understanding the role of modern farming methods um, in, in nutrient density of food, and that has changed over time. A banana today, um, you know, bought nearly anywhere other than straight off some beach somewhere, is very unlikely to contain the same levels of, uh, of minerals as, uh, you know, banana a couple hundred years ago. Mm. It's, just, it's just the reality. And... Uh, you know, you can have some other in, sort of influences that may restrict your ability to absorb nutrients, such as gut permeability, uh, as well. And th that's kind of one part, and that's kind of like the, you know, the foundational part. But for me, the real excitement in the formula is on on the other side of the label, where we have our herbal extracts, and um, you know, we just went looking for superfoods with high efficacy. Yeah, um, there's a lot of su superfoods in there. There's like yeah, man, that, that's the feel good part of the formula, dude. That's that's the part that gets me excited and, and that I like the most. So yeah, there's like spirulina, and I think you got maca somewhere in there, and goji, and all the stuff I I read about with superfoods. I'm into those, um, and we've talked about those on the on the show before, and and those can get expensive real fast and you have to take like, even if they're natural foods or whatever or powders, you have to take like 50 different things a day and okay, did I take this in the AM? Okay. I got to take maca in the PM. I got to take goji berries midday. 
you feel like you're the guy spending a hundred dollars a day on on uh, supplements, taking them in little bags, and yeah, I think it through TSA. <laughs> well, mate, the we don't actually have marker in there, man. Uh, to be totally honest with you, but there, there's a few reasons for that. But I, I probably won't even go there. But we do have a lot of superfoods in there. We 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 have to stick with. Uh, ingredients that match that that are synergistic inside the formula. That you'd be surprised once you start sticking many many things together. Yeah, uh, like we don't actually overclock the antioxidant content uh, oh. as measured on an ORAC scale. It's uh, more and more and more is not necessarily better. And um, like we we look for to make sure that just looking at what everyone is taking in this, um, how balances it, how does it react in the body, and uh, just make sure that like we're delivering a a good bang um, uh, with on a very broad spectrum, and ultimately this is a product design for everyone, and it means that I'd say we serve very well ninety percent of the market for a, a nutrient insurance product, and we've got some pretty big fans uh, out there who have never given a cent but have really helped us a lot. The likes to say Timothy Ferris. Um, you know, has has really gone a long way because I know we are actually like the pretty much the only supplement that guy takes regularly as well because mm. we keep shipping it to him. So, um, mate, the you know, but just getting an idea that you know you can take these things daily. The daily dose idea is different from a therapeutic dose when you're dealing with some of those extracts. So we do have milk thistle extract, we have a dandelion root extract. Both of those are liver uh, work as liver detoxifiers. Um, the milk thistle has actually been used in conjunction with some other things now with some interesting impact on blood sugar, but that's sort of newest science. But you can't go overboard on those. I wouldn't give you two grams a day of milk thistle unless you had direct medical supervision hmm. and, an, and an ailment that you'd been tested for that truly indicated you should go it and no contraindications. Because at that dose, you're way out of the daily dose for life stuff. You're into therapeutic like medicinal dose and people should understand there's a lot of herbs out there that I mean a drug is a drug is a drug it doesn't really matter where it comes from and you can get a drug-like effect from some supplements so yeah I mean it's not actually how you started this this part of the conversation but yeah but just understand like we have to think that through right Right. and there's some smart guys in there who are like this is as much as would ever want to go because there are people out there who might say take two or three or four a day and I do that when I travel and like you just don't get travel sick. It's 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 like magic. And I do that like a week before and so the first week after. But um, like you want to make sure you're, you're just miles away from toxicity, even like at double that amount. Yep. And that's a yeah. very very important point. I'm so glad you hit on it because uh, you know I remember when I was reading stuff. I let's just go with milk thistle. I heard milk thistle was awesome, and so I go to the store. I buy some stuff and. Of course, more has to be better because a little is good, but more is great. And so you start dosing the stuff, and then you get all these side effects or um, can actually disrupt other nutrients. And if they're not balanced, then then you got another problem. Why? Real quick, you mentioned maca wasn't in there. That's my jam, man. Why? Why is maca not in there? Does it mess with some other ones? No, mate. Well, like, so there are some people who are contraindicated for maca, and um, unfortunately, and. And so we try to stick to things that have a very high, uh, how would you say, a very high tolerance level, uh, very much across the board. And I personally think maca is a pretty cool ingredient, but to, you need to get it in there in one and a half to three gram doses to sort of hit yeah. um, efficacious ratio, which is a lot. And at that level, there'd just be a slight proportion of the population that just would not respond well. 
Okay. And it's just the reality. Um, so, you know, we, we have to think about that as we do it. Okay, um, I just didn't know if there was anything wrong with, no. like, Mako. Like, it was going to give me no, some man, weird like, growth. Man, I mean, I could pull up the studies because we're looking at potentially using it in another formulation we're doing, but um, I can't remember what the potential contraindications actually are, but I think Mako's pretty safe. And if you buy it uh, in bulk, it's relatively cheap, and you will have some sexual side effects, buddy. Um, <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, enjoy that stuff, man. Um, but no, we don't have it in our formula, and we, we don't. I don't have a problem with that at all. Like, it's not something I didn't say. Run out and buy yourself some maca. I wouldn't. I wouldn't really worry about it. Well, I bought a five pound bag, and you're right. It's way cheaper if you buy it in bulk. Um, so I bought a five pound bag. I think it cost me like forty bucks. It was all uh, organic, natural. I made sure of that, but I threw it in this hemp protein. I did the same thing with hemp protein. Um, and I just mix them together, and now that's kind of a post-workout or midday little s- smoothie that I can throw everywhere. So, um, Clark Danger Midday Bash? Yeah, that's right. It's a Clark Danger <laughs> Midday Bash. Smash it. Smash it. Oh, man. Uh, the Chris Kiwi Black Lung Bash. That's like, yeah. a, I'll send you some, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, Chris, but, man, this is, this is fun, man. Uh, I know we're coming up on the time here, but... I want to give you a chance. Um, you got a really good site going on. Uh, where can people find out more about you and Athletic Greens and all you're doing? I mean, if, if you don't have a banner on, on your site, I'd probably tell them to look there first. And then obviously any conversations that occur on your site would be direct related to your, to your listenership. But athleticgreens.com, um, if anyone goes there in the next week or two, they're going to pick up a, like a free year supply of vitamin D3, um, which is in a sort of sublingual oil uh, droplet sort of infused with coconut oil that we're giving away for a year supply of that with any new customers that come on board. And uh, all I'd ask is that, if, you know, your more hardcore paleo listeners come on, um, especially those that do a lot of exercise, give us give us a crack for a month or two and then just, just tell me if you feel better hmm. uh, and just tell me like, and if, and if you do, I'm happy. I've helped you. If you don't, man, then don't, don't keep taking us. There's no, no real drama. It's obviously... Um, just from improving cellular health, that's a process that can take upwards of you know six months or more, um, and that's the long-term health goal. But some guys will be looking at this from a performance basis, and uh, I understand that. And but the the long-term health guys, they're, they're typically who we're after. And once those guys come on, they I mean we have customers that have been with us for for four years. Yeah, awesome, Chris. Thanks. Thank so you much so for much, man. On, man. I really appreciate. It. I hope your listeners had had some value, man. I do apologize the hiccups you and I had. Uh, which is probably quite a funny story I guess trying to get this underway I do appreciate your patience and thank you for having me on I hope your listeners enjoyed yeah we'll do it again man we, we gotta get you back talk on uh, if you ever have another product or if you ever have some more uh, blog posts that people are really hating on dropping F-bombs sending you 50 emails we'll get you back on maybe read some of those <laughs> oh yeah man Google Chris the Kiwi and new fat loss pill and um, I, I had to delete all the F-bombs but they were they were there oh, that's the best part man okay, oh, okay. thanks right, so Chris. much okay, have a good one man